This one is massive. First episode in the new studio. Guys, if you thought the vibes didn't lie before, they definitely ain't lying now. <laughs> this is good vibes only. Start GVO. to finish the hit entire that, episode. Hit that hashtag GVO, guys. Honestly, when you listen to this one, like it on YouTube. Hit us with a comment on Instagram. This is a vibe. This is a, f- uh, a vibe. Let's go. I'm your pal, Ricky Liorti. And I'm George Boutsalis. And this episode, we had artist, father, husband, author. Philanthropist. Author. I think R- I said rapper. That. Did we say rapper? rapper? Did we say rapper? No, baseball what? superstar, marathon runner. What does this man not do? I don't even like. Just we're not gonna even just explain anything else. This was the most insane episode. Anthony, you're a legend. We should say his name, Anthony Ricciardi. Anthony Ricciardi also goes by Ricciardi, guys. Just at Ricciardi Paints. Cannot even. Just listen to it. This was. This is incredible. Best. D- incredible. It, yeah, Georgie said about it. The, the vibes do not the lie. Vibes don't lie. Georgie, tell me who our sponsor was. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now. Before I even tell you who it is, just go to www.homesbystephen.ca. That's all I have to say. But I'm also going to tell you a little bit more. Steven, legend in the real estate industry and the GTA, um, has always looked after his clients, puts them first. Whether you're buying, selling, or leasing, Steven can look out for your needs. Uh, he, he knows his way around the city. He can find you your perfect dream home, your rental. He can help you sell. Uh, he'll get you maximum dollar dollar value for your, for your sale. Uh, guys, when you're when you're making a big transaction, this you want to work with an expert, and and Stephen is that expert. So visit his website, or you can find him at At Homes by Stephen. Uh, my pal, the vibes didn't lie. LFG GVO, let's effing go. Let's go. Are we good? Yeah. That's not that far away. Are we are live in the new studio. <laughs> the new Pals Podcast Studio. And yeah. we have a very special guest. If you're watching on YouTube, you might know who you it is watch now. You should watch on YouTube because this, this studio is fire. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, thank you for... Well, I guess... Yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> Welcome, Anthony, to the Pals Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. This is awesome. Well, we're very happy to have had you in today because this this behind us is absolutely... Dude, even this couch is... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Everything's just nice. <laughs> just vibes, know. man. Just vibes good. everywhere. It came yeah. together well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's so... so Anthony, I've, I've seen all your work <sighs> through Ernesto so and shout out Ernesto because he yeah, set, set a lot of this up. I, I've seen your artwork all over the place <sighs> and I've always said, I'm like, I wish I had something that I could call you and say, we need to do this. We need to work together. And I used to be in nightclubs and nightclubs, is, this is like a, a nightclub thing too, right? Yep. You could do murals. Yep. I think you did Union or Toy Box. I've done Toy Box. I've done quite a few nightclubs, but yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah it's, it's definitely like, like interactive, large scale murals. There's a definitely, yeah. yeah. And I was always saying like, I would, I would love to have a space where we can do something. And as soon as we got this, well, the first, you were literally one of the first people I thought about. I'm like, yeah. I, need, Thank you. I need to get a hold of them. I need to figure out how to get them in here to do this. And, uh, Everything worked out perfectly. It came together well. This this concept specifically was a, you know, I had these floating sculptures that were in Yorkdale, as you guys know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see how I can like re rework them, reuse them, create something that I've never done before. And I've never put sculptures on a wall like this before. So when we had the opportunity, we brainstormed, um, you know, a bunch of different concepts and spray paints, hand paints, all this different stuff. I'm like, 
let's let's use sculptures on the wall because it'll give some like three dimensional texture to it. It'll have a little bit of fun. We can layer the hearts, and I think that it's uh, I'm I'm super grateful. So yeah. thank thankful for so the are opportunity. Sorry, we honestly, no, thank we you for doing yeah. like this is. I just think it's so different. And like, obviously, again, anyone who's watching, it's very different than the place I had. Obviously, most people know that was my condo. So like, you know, it was fun to do. <laughs> At times, a little bit like a pain to set up and all that stuff. But it's such a different vibe. And, you know, I think this also just embodies like Us. some of vibes. About the, vibes, the love, and, yeah. happiness. And you the look connect, at the way that we connect yeah. with them, like for pals, like it makes, it just makes sense. It so. makes sense. Yeah. Dude, you so, honestly killed it. Funny enough, actually, a little, with bit, our, little bit of technical difficulties hanging up at first. Yeah, but we, yeah. We, we, got got it. It. we got it. Our, we got it. Our, um, for the again, the listeners, George mentioned we recorded at George's condo, yep. and we started off upstairs. And George has this beautiful little like den area with this little nice bookshelf. Yeah, den, yeah, and yeah. it's it looks beautiful. And then we moved downstairs. It got a little and, tight. Yeah, like, and then there's certain times where we set up the camera a little bit different. And now, basically, our viewers, if you watch, you can basically see exactly what George's condo looks like, minus the bedroom. Yeah, like the wash, you know, the wash, <laughs> the wash yeah. but you've seen like you know the I mean? two, yeah. the two like main areas yeah, yeah, yeah. of that people would normally see, yeah. which is funny. So now we've got this new studio set up, which we never have to take down ever again. This yeah. permanently stays here, which is unbelievable. So Love it. everything, like, yeah, we, yeah, everything's worked out. It comes together. Yeah. It's it does. Perfect, honestly. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, yeah. and when we messaged you and you were so down, I'm like, this is, this is just, again, everything falling into place yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Love it. I Love think it. let's like, I, you know, I think the natural progression here is like, we get into how did you get into it's so funny how i was thinking the exact same thing artist what made you let's start with yeah. how you got into it yeah for sure so art for me has always been a passion like growing up uh, my uncle was an artist so i was heavily inspired by him but i never really thought it was a viable career right growing up we didn't you hear the stories of an artist or a starving artist or this or that it doesn't really seem realistic so for me it was always like i loved it i had a passion for it but i i had yeah Beauty. Yeah, we're good. Beauty. Yeah, sorry. No, no, all good. Um, so you know, I always had this passion, but I was also realistic. I, you know, I, I grew up in a family that was realistic. It's like, okay, do it as a passion, have some fun with it. But I ended up going to school in the U.S. I went to Alabama State University on a baseball scholarship. Which is so sick. Absolutely separate <laughs> yeah. um, from from art. Yeah. And and I. What did you study down there? Sorry. I studied finance. Okay. So, so yeah, completely different. Very completely, like, completely different because it would just. I don't want to, it was nobody, nobody to blame, but growing up, it just didn't seem realistic. Like, yeah, what, are you yeah. going to become an artist, bro? Yeah, like, you're not, you're not taught that in today's society. No. Yeah. And you if know, you like, are, it's Being like a musician sort of, is one thing, but being a musician, being an artist is the same thing. It is. Anything it's, creative, it's, it's, like yeah. what I've learned, like musician, actor, artist, like anything in the creative space, oh, yeah. it has the same undertone, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's, there's so much subjectivity to it. There's so many different things and layers to being a creative. So it, it seems unrealistic. So, you know, I didn't go to art school, went to school for finance and then graduated uh, with a degree in finance and ended up working for um, a real estate investment fund here in Toronto. So I worked for two different funds over a span of about four and a half years. During those four and a half years, I I was living at home at the time. And my parents had this greenhouse in the backyard that my, my grandparents. Sorry, where'd you grow up? Uh, North York, like oh, Weston no. in the 401 area in Toronto. Wow, I grew up like so close to you. Yeah. I was Black Creek and Lawrence. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, yeah, around, around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I, um, my, when my grandparents passed away, my parents didn't keep using the greenhouse. So I turned it into a little mini art studio. Um, so when I came home from university as like, I guess looking back, it was like an escape from my nine to five, I would paint. So at nights and weekends, I always had this passion, but like what started as just like painting once every while started every couple days, then it became every single day. And then it continued to, it continued to roll. 
until I was painting every other waking moment that I had. Waking up early, coming home from, from work, painting, every single weekend painting, besides spending time with family and friends, mm -hmm. every other waking moment was paint. And again, at that time, I still didn't think anything of it, but we live in this beautiful time with social media and all the other fun stuff that we have access to. I said, you know what, let me try to, let me start putting things out there. The biggest thing that I found in the creative space and it goes to music and everything is, is that first step is like putting things out into the world and you're literally leaving yourself up to be judged and, and you know, analyze like, what do you mean? You're going to be an artist, bro. Like let's be serious <laughs> here. Right. And that, and that was a funny thing for me. Like it was a, it was a tough thing for me. I'm an athlete guy, a finance, that's, background. A finance background, wear a suit every day. It's like, what do you mean? You're going home to paint? Like, come on. It didn't seem realistic. But what began to happen was I just used a very entrepreneurial approach to the entire art world because I didn't know the right way to do it. I didn't know how to reach out to galleries or anything. It didn't that did, that was foreign to me. So I started reaching out to architects, interior designers, really anyone that would listen in the art space, anyone that had anything to do with art. And over those four and a half years, slowly small opportunities started to come up. Um, and they they could have been very very small, from like a little home installation to a big mural, and then a thing, and then. Around that, like now my transition point, some some bigger opportunities came up. And like I had a mural in New York, then I had a mural in Chicago, and I was having to go to my boss and say, Hey, I have to go I have to go to Chicago for a week. He's like, What and even though I had the vacation time, he was sort of saying, like, what do you mean? You're going to do a mural? Like you're not an artist. Like what what are you what are you talking about? And although everyone around me and my my family and and you know, old colleagues and everything was supportive, it was like, come on, like mm -hmm. you're not about to take three weeks off in a year to go paint. Mm -hmm. Um but then what it eventually happened was uh, I so now rewind uh four years ago from today, as I, I said, you know, this is if I'm going to do something crazy, like quit my job in finance and become an artist, I should do it now. And I had enough steam that was starting to roll that I said, if I'm doing this with 30% of my day's time, what can I do with hundred mm -hmm. percent? And, and that was the transitional point. So it was, for me is it's all what I loved. And that's, so these hearts here that we see here, they came out of that time. Cause I was, I never did art, art with hearts on it. Like I was very pop culture focused. I had a lot of abstract paintings, a lot of mix. That was literally my next question media. where the hearts come from. <clears throat> yeah. So it was a lot, like a lot of mixed media stuff. But what happened was I would write on my greenhouse walls or on paintings, like follow your heart. And it was just me talking to myself, mm -hmm. just like follow your heart. Good things can come. And I didn't really have any goal to that, but it was just me saying, follow your heart. Like your mantra. Like kind of thing. that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the hearts started to come through and people kept asking me about them. Oh, I like those hearts. Like, can I get a painting with the hearts? Can I do this? And I'm like, well, I like the hearts too. So let me try to design. Of course, I didn't create the vision of what uh, the shape of a heart. But I said, let me try to create my own style of a heart. Yeah. And that's sort of where this this dripping heart with the the loops um, came to be. And then over time, it's it's continued to evolve. So for me, like this, that, that long story about how I got to it, it was just that it was just a true passion that ended up taking over everything. And, um, and yeah, now it's been, I guess, four, almost five years of, wow. of full-time art. And I, I love that. I love that story. Yeah. It, it's yeah. one thing because we, we've had people come on the podcast too and the, who had previous backgrounds and they went to school for this or went to school for that. And then they had to pull a 180 and, you know, some people were supported the whole time, but we had one guest where they weren't supported at all. People yep. were like, no, what are you doing? You know, remember Lisa, she talked about how she was supposed to be a, a dentist and she got into dental school eventually and she told her parents that she was going to be a personal trainer. And they're yeah. like, what? Yeah. She's like, that's what I want to do. That's what 
I, I want to help people change their lives. And yeah. so that's, it's interesting you say that. I mean, I say that people were supportive. It's a very strong figure of speech now. Yeah. Um, well, now the they're time, supportive because you're the very time, successful, but. No. Like, I mean, and I say this, like I have very supportive parents and they're awesome. And I have a, an incredible wife that I've been with since high school. So we've been together for 15 years. Like I, I. Congrats. That's everyone. Huge. Yeah. Thank you. Congrats. That's huge. Uh, thank you. And it's. I have I have a incredible. No, no, not do that. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna make an inside joke with my boy here. <laughs> not. I have a I have an incredible support system, but at the same time, I quit my job a week before my wedding and the night that I closed on my house. Like I was like, we're I'm I'm moving into my first house. I literally that night we signed the papers. I it was on a Wednesday. I quit on Thursday, and that next not that Saturday, the Saturday after was my wedding. Wow. And it was like so most I'm, expensive weekend of your life, I, and you quit your and full-time I quit my job. full-time job. So it was I like, it. of course I was faced with this advert, like, come on, like, no, you're not going to do it. Can't you keep doing it while you're on the side? And that's like, you know, my dad, as supportive as he is to me, he's like, you got to really think about everything. You're going to eventually want a family. You're eventually going to do this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. is this going to be okay? And just talking about straight finances, right? Like just being realistic yeah, in the world. Yeah. Are you going to be okay? And then you, we make it work. Was there a reason, is there a specific reason why you quit like that day? Was it like, you know what, well, new chapter? Yeah. yeah, no. So what actually happened was I had a... Um, a mural that came up in New York. It was at the Soho Hotel. Um, Sick. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Just like, casually, no, no big deal. Like casually oh, no. said that. Hey, a mural in New York, Soho No, Hotel. it was. <laughs> casually dropped So it. what happens is they come, they, I had this big wall that I was supposed to do and I had to, so they're like, it's gonna, it was huge. It was gonna take me about a week and a half. I had the, the time, I had the time to take off uh, for work, but when I told my boss about it, um, he was like, nah. He's like, because I was taking my honeymoon two and a half weeks after that. He's like, no, you're, no. Like, you can't take over that much time in a row. And I, I understood what he was coming from, of course, yeah. right? But for me, I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to have this opportunity. Sorry, this happened a, a month before. I turned it down. They were going to reopen their, they did like a little bit of a reno, and I was part of that reno. They were going to reopen them that next Saturday, uh, the Saturday before my wedding. And they called me like that, I think it was a Monday or Tuesday to be specific. And they're like, listen, the artist that we were hiring has flopped on us and we have, we need a mural done. Like we need it done now. And it was a, that was a Tuesday, Wednesday night. And it just happened to be the same day that I was closing on my house. It, there was no, I, we bought a pre-construction house. So we couldn't even plan the day that it was going to, okay. it was like, just happened to be that day. And they called me the Tuesday night. I thought about it for like a solid 24 hours. And then Wednesday I was like, I'm going into work tomorrow and I'm quitting. And I'm, I'm going to fly to, I'm going to fly to New York that night. And I went into work and in well, I emailed my boss that night when the next morning and he was there very, very supportive. Um, and I've done a ton of work with them after that since then, like for murals and for their, for their properties mm -hmm. and such. But he's like, this is what you're going to do. You got it. You better go all in. I'm like, I'm going all in. I'm flying to New York tonight. And I literally quit that morning, flew to New York that night, painted the mural over the next five days, came home to finish it, everything I needed to do, execute it all, came home. And then a couple of days later was my wedding. I, I'm just thinking, that's a great story. And I'm thinking about wedding, um, the hangover. He's like in New Last York doing minute, this. Like, his wife's like, you better get home. Where is he? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. I, I want to ask, what was your big break? Was it that Soho? Um, you know what? I, I, I think about this and it's a question that I get asked often. I think it was just so many cum cumulative uh, little things that became that. There was a couple definite breaks um, that I'll say is that over those four and a half years, because I was doing so many pieces, I was subconscious like 
I just, I was building a portfolio and I never, you know, I never had a portfolio. I never went to art school. So it was hard to build an actual one, but I was building a real world portfolio and not just like paintings that were going into a, a, like a, a stuffy gallery. So what happened was because of that, it kept building. And then, so that hotel led to a bunch of different other projects and murals that I did in New York, which led to their owners knowing other people, um, in, in Brazil, in LA, in, uh, London, England, and all these other different projects that are, they were all from that relative circle or what I was able to do was take the photos I did there and, you know, the, the brand behind that and leverage it against a bunch of other condo builders or, um, you know, nightclubs, as we mentioned earlier yeah, yeah. on, I've done a ton of nightclubs and restaurant <laughs> venues. So, and then the, my, a big thing for me was I took all that. And then I, I started to think about the gallery aspect. So I think that one of my biggest breaks, um, I'll, I'll use the word, is my gallery in Yorkdale. So Yorkdale Shopping Center, for anyone that doesn't know, is like one of the top luxury malls in North America. Why? It's definitely yeah. top two or three in Canada. Yep. Per, like, um, I think it's revenue per square foot. I think it's like the, it's the, the highest. highest. Yeah. yeah. Like, Do you clean that, George? No. No, no. That's... Uh, um, so that's Lexus. the crappy guys. <laughs> no, no, I think it's Lex- in to be honest. But Lexus it's, uh, Cleaning does it. Yeah, yeah I know. The, the, yeah, the food court and everything yeah. they started with. Yeah, small company that kind of started to grow yeah, up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good guys. Yeah, yeah. They they're are good guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they are. They actually are. They, uh, <laughs> really nice guys. Anyways, but yeah, they got a break with like, Oxford. is a yeah. massive company. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of yeah. got through. But uh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Conti- yeah no, it's, so, it is a massive. That's that's. Yeah. So for so for me, I had this this portfolio built up, and I I pitched Yorkdale on the opportunity, and we're like. I'm like, guys, you've never had a gallery. They haven't had a gallery since the 80s. Um, and historically, art in malls doesn't do well. And I was like, guys, give me... I had... during so The one thing I missed was during that four years that I was working, like full-time, I had four different solo shows that I hosted, funded, did everything my own. Like I would host... I would rent out a space on Ossington, then I would rent out a space on Yorkville, then I'd rent out another space in Yorkville and just have like one or two night pop-ups by myself, fund it all, put all the artwork up and just sell out of there and it was just family and friends mm-hmm. but I was able to gain the content from all of that to showcase that I can actually execute this if I ever needed to at scale and then when I went to Yorkdale I said guys like this is all I've done like here's my whole entire portfolio at that, at that stage I'd already done a bunch of stuff like sort of globally I had done four or five solo shows that like with no gallery no management no outside support mm-hmm. I'm like guys if I with this platform I think I can do something really special and they're Obviously, at that start, like, no, like, this doesn't really make sense for us. But they eventually agreed to giving me a three-day pop-up. Supposed to be over a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, like, we had, you know, the cost being in Yorkdale was astronomically crazy. So, for me, it was crazy, too. And I was like, you know what? This is... I feel like you do a lot of crazy stuff then. Yeah. Yeah. A common theme here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we we have to, as you guys know, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I said, okay, cool. Let's... Let's do it. Let's let's pull a trigger and let's let's go into uh, let's go into Yorkdale for these three days. And on day one, we sold out the entire show, which I was not expecting wow. at all. Um, how, can we ask like how many? What's like the whole show? How many pieces? There was like I, thirty pieces wow. in the ranging between like the at that time like the three to six thousand a piece range. Wow! So it was um it was it was great. You do you don't expect anything like that. We sold most of the show like night one. Then by the morning, we had uh, sold shit. it. I, re- I replenished because I had inventory. Saturday went incredible. And then Sunday morning, they're like, hey, do you want to extend our week at Yorkdale? I'm like, yeah, of course, extend another week. 
that, <laughs> Heck that, yeah. week, that week went into a three and a half year partnership with Yorkdale that I've what? had a gallery there for, oh, it just came up on almost four years now Congrats. since then. Thank you. Um, I have had four different galleries inside and I kept doing different, um, concepts. We did different pop-ups. We did different full scale galleries, all this, all this different type of stuff to keep, uh, you know, replenishing and, yeah, and changing refreshing yeah, and changing yeah. it up. And that was a good thing about my art. It was sort of flexible to fit different spaces. So if they had somewhere come up that, uh, of a, of a lease that was a little bit unique of a, of a space, I was able to like retrofit it very quickly because oh, you, of would, art. you would move around to different, I moved around to four different, different okay. places. Yeah. Because all of at even though I was there for three and a half years, um, it was always a temporary lease because mm-hmm. it was never from the very the first plan. day. It was never the plan. It was never structured. Yeah. So I, I built a you know a friendship with them, and we ended up partnering on two of the galleries, two of my four galleries there. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually partnered with Yorkdale, and uh, we did all the promo together. And um, we actually just recently, it was just funny because I got the the trophy yesterday. We won a, an award for a pop up award um, for. What happens is there's there's these different retail awards on, on a global scale of uh, we we our specific award was a retail pop up that spent under fifty thousand and made enough to be generated yeah, for the, yeah, the, yeah. the space and we actually won the global award like for I think the, I saw that thing. on Instagram wow. yeah yeah it was yeah, really congrats, really cool it was huge. fun congrats. we just got the trophies in yesterday that's what I remember but Jeez. that was a partnership with Yorkdale and we we were able to like do that with them and have it have it scaled out so they've been an incredible partner and. Just so my last gallery uh, ended in February, which is it was actually a planned ending. Um, I was going to be moving to another space, but then obviously the world um, mm-hmm. shut down and, and retail shut down. So now I'm just transitioning. We're going back and forth about where our next space will be and all that fun stuff. But I'm in um, I'm in no real rush to get back into retail. Yeah. But they've been an incredible partner, and that was a. So to go to back to your question, that was an incredible break for me, right? Being able to have a, a static place in a, you know, a, you know, a, a place that would most high traffic home. places in my the last gallery was on the outside front facing beside Cheesecake Factory. So I had a, oh. you know, a big 40 foot sign that was facing the 401 every single day. Of the week. And you had a lineup that's steady, basically walking by your gallery. Every yeah, day. right. You have every Cheesecake store Factory in was there. lined up for the first what? year that was open. oh yeah it's still still lined, still lined up, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. always always lined up it's crazy you so, said something that, that i actually want to get into but you said historically um our guys don't do well in retail yeah is there a reason why and then have you found for yourself like do you think it's it's been better for you than then let's say being on an ossington or in a yorkville like yep. yeah yeah no it's a great question um I think what happened late late 80s early 90s is that when galleries started to pop up more they over flooded all of these shopping centers with and i'll use the word cheap art and prints and like lower price decor the the amazons the home senses the winners they win like the ikea wins yeah right they have so much more inventory so much more scales at a such a better price that a, a, a standalone store in a mall it doesn't matter if it's a luxury mall or not it can't you can't sell enough $80 prints for it to make sense for the type of rents that these malls generate. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and like those big, um, the big Ikea ones where it's a black and white picture with like a red bicycle or yep. the Eiffel Tower. Every, that every dorm room that has. Every single, single college or university wide. has one of those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Amsterdam one, you know, yeah. where the little exactly. something's red. I actually think I had the yeah. New York taxi one, I think. See, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Everyone's got it. Everyone's got it because they're standard. It's a six foot by four foot picture that's 50 bucks or something. Yeah, like... It's so they win, and that's so that's what happened. I, I think the early '90s is that, and into I guess I guess throughout the '90s, and then after that there was like a huge 
no one did them because because of online and because of the ikeas of the world and i think that now the shift is and i'll 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 say that my concept was proven that if you are making one of a kind, unique art, I don't do many prints. Like I, I'll, I'll drop a, a print every like six months ish or so. So all of my stuff is one of a kind, original, I guess, quote unquote, higher price point um, because it's one of a kind. Um, and I think so. I think that concept had not hadn't been tried. So I think we we tried it yeah. and it, uh, it it went really well. Yeah, yeah. and I and I think that it. What happens because I'll go back to be living in this social world that we live in, the content that we drive from there shows the social proof that mm -hmm. then transacts online. Yeah. So yeah. then I'm I'm able to have now I haven't been in a gallery since February, but we're still able to function as a gallery in the digital space because of the platform that we created and the showcasing that we created on that um, actually having a gallery. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that thing that's the biggest thing. It was just that it was just. Um, the print side of the world was overtaken and then yeah. the originals are starting to come back and now I've seen it's been awesome like around the city and stuff different malls have had different pop-ups with different artists mm -hmm. and it's, it's fantastic it must be do great you, for the oh. industry too right yeah no it really is yeah I, I just want to ask one thing about that too in the retail space yeah. do you so do you think are you going to continue to like is Yorkdale like a great spot for you or, and being in a mall or is it eventually you want to have like standalone somewhere in the middle of the city like what yeah um, no Austin I've I've thought about it all. It, it was a really interesting transition for me, be given because of COVID, mm -hmm. um, to like sort of forcefully not go back in because because shopping malls were closed. Um, to really think, and I've just moved in. We, were, we spoke about it off camera, but we just moved into a new studio, which is like a nice big um, industrial. We gotta go or, by. We gotta yeah, yeah, come 100%, by one day. yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. I saw Ernesto came by the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you come by. It looks it's dope. Awesome. Like, yeah, it's fun. It's like a you know next it's a nice poker night. We, the pals want an invite. Done. Well, We're gonna invite yeah, you guys. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Done. Done. Um, it was, it's a nice little office space and have a big open industrial where I can just like throw paint and have fun. So it's a nice transitional point, um, in March. So the, the last weekend of February, February, like 28th to, to March 3rd, we were in Vegas. I was going to open up a pop-up in the Caesars. So we had been talking, I go to Vegas That's often. one of my favorite hotels. Yeah, it's I actually awesome. think, wait, when <laughs> was I? Did Caesar, did Caesar live February, here? Did you say February? I was there from February 24th to like March 3rd. I think I was there. I, my, I think I was at the same time. Yeah. Were you there during the, was, the, was that the fight weekend? Flip, what? Deontay yeah. Wilder? I was there, yeah. You were at the fight? I didn't go to the oh, fight. No, I no, was no. at the fight. Oh, amazing. Do you, me, do you know Michael Durkley? Durkley, no. Shout out to Michael. Um, I, I, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, so we went down for the fight. So I was amazing. there that weekend. That's we were actually so at funny. Caesars too. That is so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. If you had a pop in Caesars, that's crazy. That's, that's yeah, so yeah. So we're just casually we, dropping these things. <laughs> like, no, no. I'm so fascinated. This is crazy. No, so we, I stayed at the Venetian. I've done a bunch of projects with the the group at the Venetian and the Tau group and, and different stuff like that. So we've been working on a bunch of different things. And then I finally was like, wait, we had this proof of concept of this new pop-up that we did in New York. I'm like, this would be amazing in, in, in Vegas. I reached out to like five different, the, the two malls, Fashion Show Mall and a couple other ones yeah. there. And then uh, Caesars, the Palace Royale at the Venetian and a couple other ones. And they're all like, yeah, we love the concept. Why don't you come here? Wow. So I'm like, okay, of course, I go to Vegas every month. So let's, let's, uh, let's go. So we went and it was crazy. I, I we were negotiating leases and all this different stuff. And literally we, so I went, it was just a crazy time in the world. I was I went straight from Vegas negotiating those leases to Miami because I was going to do another pop up at the Mondrian to <laughs> do a the thing fuck? there. <laughs> no, no, but the timing is crazy. I I, I go straight. I know. This is so Adam because this is so fascinating. Like no, yeah, dude, this is crazy. Just, yeah, continue. continue. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. 
I've funny. got so many questions too, by the way. No, yeah. it was, continue it was, the story. It was fun, and and it was it was cool. It was I was with my wife and son. I have a I have a one year old now, yeah, and he yeah. was uh, he was able to uh, travel with us and everything. So it was a really really cool trip. But what, what, the crazy part about it is, give a shout out to your wife. Yeah, Cassandra, you're the best. Cassandra and, and AJ. My son, AJ. my son, little AJ. He's, he's I don't amazing. think he's gonna understand this, but he's, he's pretty awesome. advanced. One day. He's one pretty advanced. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his AirPods. Like an old dad, you know. Like, <laughs> so that I find myself talking like dads and say, "Oh, my son's doing this now." Like, you know, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Well, like, hey, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you should see how far he throws. <laughs> what do you judge well, that he's against? A baseball his kids going to show. He's a big yeah. Oh, he's 100 going to show. He has no choice. I have a bunch of friends in Puerto Rico because my from my school in Alabama, my coach is Puerto Rican, so we had like 12 Puerto Ricans that that played with us and they're like incredible baseball yeah. players so i keep joking around I'm like listen every summer i'm shipping him to puerto rico he's coming <laughs> to train with you guys they have like they're they're the best all they do is train and i'm like yeah, yeah. you guys are you have well, no choice it's culture they, uh, there's it's culture, culture right yeah, down south and like the caribbean areas too. it's like yeah baseball maybe is in like, a couple years i'll be coaching your kids baseball team you never know yeah you're not that I, good buddy I, <laughs> oh, I got asked to coach triple a and i've never played baseball which is insane to me yeah. there you they, go. it's crazy <laughs> eh? they're hurting for coaches yeah, they, they just they just wanted my energy my vibes uh, so yeah, yeah so the, the the timing thing why it was so crazy is i i'm i'm in vegas and i'm in miami and this covid was starting to happen but like we're walking through the airport no one has a mask on it wasn't even that wasn't even a thing yet literally the week we get back we we get back on march uh fifth no sorry six because it was right after our anniversary and the world shuts down like literally everything, everything yeah. on march what was it 10th or 11th at it yeah, was yeah. like global pan, global issue. Well, sports, I think it'd be yeah. shut down first, and then everything. Yeah, and then the trickle trickle from there, and it was uh, it was just so crazy because we're going through all these different things that are about to happen, and then all of a sudden the world just goes on pause. And it, it was so. Your question is like, what am what do I think about the future? Is like it gave me a really good time to sit back and look at like what do I want to do mm -hmm. because I was doing those pop ups and those galleries and stuff yeah. because they were working and like it was. And, and what that does to an artist or a creative overall, it, it does create a little bit of stagnancy. It creates a little bit of a line of like, this is what Anthony does. He's like, he's in Yorkdale. Like, you you know he's in Yorkdale or you know he's there. And it was a really, I don't want to say COVID was a really good thing. I didn't mean to say that. No, but no. But it was a good thing to pause yeah. um, from from doing it all and just being able to to sit back and say, this is, Okay, what do I really want to do? And now I can go when I when when the world actually opens back up. Yeah, I yeah. can have the Whenever the, the site, be. yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have the site of saying like, okay, I'm still in conversations with Caesars. I'm still in conversations with Miami. I'm still in conversations with Yorkdale. Should I go do this now, or will a bunch of other things and concepts come to be? Mm -hmm. And that's um, that's sort of how it all. So you're thinking like a wait and see approach, kind of weighing everything. I'm out just yeah. If right now, I'm just. I'm just just trying to work a ton, like just trying to build, build a inventory. Ton. Just trying to really build, you know, having galleries. The the biggest difficulty is building inventory because I'm selling pieces off the wall. I'm mm -hmm. making custom pieces. I'm never really just creating to create. Yeah. Whereas the last few months, I've just been creating, which is just fantastic. I'm 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 getting to fool around with with sculptures and different like wow. materials and different like just so many different areas of art, which I never would have been able or had the time to do. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a it's been a blessing and it's been a, it's been a really cool. That's awesome. I, I had a question that from York till still that I've been waiting to ask. Yeah. The idea for these hearts hanging from the ceilings. Yeah. Because that that was the big mural. Yeah, yeah. Like so there's, mm. what? Where did you get that? You say you, you saw the big, I guess not bay windows, but whatever they're called, you know, ceiling windows. Type thing? You know, it's kind of like the sunroof yeah, yeah. at the at yeah. York Yeah, yeah. The so they were hanging solar. from that, right? Yeah. So what happened was I had done. 
I've done like maybe five or six different large scale murals in Yorkdale. Like anytime they had big hoarding, I would do like a big hundred foot mural, then a forty foot, and there was always on wall, which is which is cool. But at for Chinese New Year, they did this installation of these paper um, lanterns. Yeah, yeah. And I they, the they red were, like the red ones. The red right, ones. Yeah. yeah, they were so nice. The uh, like this other artist did them. They were really cool. And I saw them, and I I quickly did a sketch on my iPad. I was like, I think that. I can replace every one of these wires for Valentine's. And it was because it was just like, it was maybe the first week of, or sorry, last week of January. I was like, let me, let me do this for Valentine's. This would be so cool. And what year was this? Sorry. This year. This year. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was right before I went to Vegas. (laughs) So I, uh, I actually, the, the fight was a little earlier. Because I went back and forth. It was like, what was it, the 18th? or was So it? maybe I think you're right. It was. I'm trying to think. It I think was, it's the 18th. It was. Fam, it was the week after family day. It weekend. was a little earlier because yes. I went I went back and forth. I had to, it was, yeah, it was a bunch of flying back and forth. But I went That's to the sick. fight. I love it. Because I, I remember because now because I had friends from Florida fly in for the fight too. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So you're yeah, right. it was back and forth. But anyway, so right before that, right before Valentine's, um, I'm like, guys, I, I reached out to York. Yo, I do this whole entire presentation they didn't ask for it. They didn't do anything. I'm just like, I just think this is going to be cool. And they're like, that's really cool. Can you execute it quick enough? I'm like, of course I can. Don't know yeah. how. <laughs> we'll figure out a way. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way. So I thought of doing these hand cut. Uh, these are hand cut out of foam. I needed to make them light enough for safety, obviously. Yeah. Because um, they're they're going to be hanging off cable wire. Like they can't hurt someone. Yeah. And all the insurance issues with that. But anyways, I, I designed it on my iPad and they're like, okay, cool. And then they got an engineer to like actually structure the, how they would float. And literally in a week or like, Let's do it. We're, we're telling me now. So it was supposed to be the exact same thing happened with the gallery. It was supposed to be up for a week. They got an incredible review from it. All the pictures that were being taken. And it, they just came down. When was it? Last week that I brought these? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they, they've wow. been up for a year. Or a year. Uh, oh. Nine months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was cool. They, and the only reason they came down now is they put the Christmas tree and yeah, lanterns yeah. up, right? Yeah. 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 I yeah, love so, this, man. Yeah. So it was... Um, Very cool. Yeah. It was cool. And a lot of things that have happened were just like... You know, brainstorming out loud, right? Like, oh, I—that's an empty wall. Like, first time I did a, a mural in there, that is big empty white hoarding. Like, uh, hoarding is like when a store is closed yeah. down, they're they're redoing the inside. Mm-hmm. If they don't brand the outside or no stores taking it over, they just got this big white wall. I'm like, guys, let me do a big beautiful mur- mural. Like, okay, beautiful. I'll do a yeah, big mural. Yeah, I'll no. do a big mural. And they're like, <laughs> the first time they're like, cool. And then all of a sudden, hundreds and thousands of people come to take photos of it, and they're like. Okay, do another one. And then that's sort that's of how cool. it rolls. Yeah, because it becomes one of those like Instagram walls. Exactly. Right? Like, it's kind of cool that you get like, and this is kind of you said from the beginning, like the heart's kind of like your thing. So like getting to see almost as like your brand, I guess, just like hanging one of the yeah. biggest malls in North America. It's crazy. And, like That's got to be pretty you like, not, I guess thinking back to that point, like maybe when you're like, you know, I wanted to quit my job and all this yeah. and you had the doubts or whatever. I don't know if you doubted uh, you, but all that. Of course, no, of to course. see now you got, you're like, holy shit, it's got to be pretty it was, surreal. That eh? that time there was super surreal because I had opened up the gallery beside Cheesecake Factory. So I, you go into Yorkdale, there's a 40 foot sign that says Anthony Ricciardi. And then you go in front of H&M That's and sick. Massimo Dutti That's and sick. the Cineplex entrance. And there was two huge eight foot signs that were just my name. It said, Anthony Ricciardi, follow your heart. Wow. It's crazy. Like it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't plan this type of stuff when I'm when I'm sitting in my cubicle, right? Like it, yeah. it works. You so you can't envision stuff like it's, that, and that's why I really believe in the whole concept of following your heart. And you know, it's so cliche, and it's so you know historically, it's annoying to hear. Like, okay, follow your heart, and good things will come. Yeah, yeah. But it's I'm actually living proof of it. Like I'm actually like I actually did that. Yeah, and it worked out, right? Like yeah. it it could. It just it takes. We're not. We don't talk often about the amount of 
behind the scenes work. It's like, oh, I just did a presentation for it and it, it went up on the yeah. Two days later, it hung up on the thing. Like, no, it took obviously it takes yeah. an astronomical yeah, amount also of years building. to build that trust, that skill, that reputation. It, it's all that fun stuff, but um, but yeah, like to, that to you know, yeah. short form is that. Yeah. Did you? Uh, the, what's the minute mark on this? That, no, that's the, that's the cue. That's oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all no, you like follow. We so, keep track of like the clips I, of I the keep, good parts. That was really. I mean, yeah. there's for Instagram. I post these one minute, these <laughs> one minute clips, right? And that's you were saying that like the whole follow your heart, and it's cliche to say, but you can't envision it when you're sitting in your cubicle. The whole sure. moment, I was just like, man, somebody listening to that who's maybe at a crossroads in their life that thinks, you know, do I take the safe route where I can please other people? you know, please my parents, please the people I work with, or do I follow my heart and do what makes me happy? And there's that cliche line, you know, do what makes you do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. If you really enjoy what you're doing, you you could have probably had a very successful career in finance if you stuck with your job and you would have been probably happy. I'm not taking away from that. But you followed your heart. You took a huge risk by quitting your job a week before your wedding on the day you signed your house. And then... Four years later, you've got a huge gallery in Yorkdale, these massive hearts like lining the skies of Yorkdale. You probably click the Yorkdale hashtag and you just see your hearts all yeah. over it. Mm. Yeah. You know, you look back at that moment to like George said, it's one of those moments you're like, man, this is this is why I do it. Is it for these exact moments when you can walk through the the halls of Yorkdale, again, the biggest mall in, in one of the biggest malls in North America. Mm-hmm. And you can see your hearts and you see people looking up, taking pictures. It's you surreal. see people all oh, look yeah. at this mural. Okay, Georgie, get a picture with me. I want to post this on Instagram. Like yeah. that those moments where people are enjoying and really appreciating what you do and the work you've created and this beautiful masterpiece. That's that's what it's about. It's super surreal and I'm super grateful. And I think so the one the one note that you made and it it the downfall, the second side of that is that people do see that. You said like people that are still sitting in their cubicle. And the one thing that's happened, and I, I, I want, I always try, if I'm speaking about this aloud, like I always try to, to make this point, is I had so many, this is a funny thing, but I have so many people that have come up to me like, you've inspired me to quit my job. I'm oh, going to wow. become a musician. I'm going to become a, I'm going to start a clothing brand. I'm going to do this. I'm like, how long have you been doing it for? No, I'm just going to start. I'm starting now. And I need, we need people to understand that it's so much work before you make that step. And yeah. I don't want it, we don't, and you didn't yeah, make yeah. it sound easy. And I don't want anyone to, and I, I feel that I have like a, a responsibility now to say like, okay, let's take a step back yeah. to how, what led me to quitting my job after. And like, I mean, I have, I can, I've, I remember one um, guy, he was a younger guy and he was, he was super keen and like, he's like, I'm quitting my job. I'm starting art. I'm becoming an artist as well. I'm like, let me see your portfolio. Let me see how many, like, who have you been reaching out to? He's like, oh, I have these two paintings. Like, he had two paintings done. Yeah. And he's like, and he worked at like a, a good marketing job. I'm like, no, what do you mean? Like, like where's the strategy this, behind yeah, it? Yeah. Build this out for the next two, three well, years. Well, you need the proof of concept. Yeah. You need try. All that stuff, like, just, right? just do create. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And. And I, I always say like it it is so surreal, you know, looking back now, like when you when I walk through Yorkdale or where, wherever I have a mural, there are different murals. I, I walk, I'm like, oh my God, this is this is crazy. It it is surreal. It mm-hmm. it, it truly is. But I, I want people to take that with a, a thing of like, okay, I can do this too a hundred percent, but it's just gonna take a lot. Yeah, like what exactly like what is your where where's your time spent in that like their time in the me- the yeah. metaphorical greenhouse? Like spend that yeah. time painting morning, exactly. noon, and night. And I think that's actually a really good point. And I think it's like you took a risk, but it's calculated risk, right? You can't just you know, 
I think a lot of people see how the what is it, how the cake is made, but you don't see all yes. that stuff, whatever. So yes. they kind of see like you know, that the, expression. I don't know. I think I made it up. Maybe I've never heard that. I don't know. I don't know what I meant. They don't show the ingredients in the back yet. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. George has a lot of good sayings. I don't know. I think I made that up. You know what? That's mine. I'm going to copyright that. How the cake is made. How the cake is made. They see how the cake's made, but they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. I don't even know what I said to be honest. I don't even know how I said it. It just came out. Hey, I'm not. You know, sometimes you misfire sometimes. They see the cake done. They don't see how it's made. Yes, they don't see the Whatever the I don't know what I said, but you know what I meant. But the point is, is like, um, a lot of people just want, you know, they, they see that and they want that right away yeah. with the time spent and yeah. all those hours going in. Um, a friend of mine, uh, friends of mine opened a, um, a burger shop. Shout out to Burger Drops. The best burgers in the city, I think, oh, honestly, nice. hands down. Um, but I've seen, the reason, I've seen on Instagram. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing them up, they did the same thing. So um, Greg and, and Christos, two brothers, they used to work in like in the food industry forever. I met them when they were, he was a manager at a restaurant in Ossington, like just, just managing, but he yeah. always talked about food, passionate, his brother is a sommelier, like they're just always about food, always about food. Um, worked up through restaurants and then they started, they wanted to start their own burger company, but cool. they didn't just go and open a restaurant. They started doing pop-ups all over the city, small ones, doing corporate barbecues. They did barbecues like at our house for a family barbecue, testing the product, perfecting yep. it, perfecting it, perfecting yep. it. They've been this for like three, four years. They finally just opened a restaurant uh, at on 60 Atlantic Street. If anybody can go, honestly, Liberty the Village. best Liberty Village, best burgers in the city. I'm gonna honestly. go. I'm gonna go after this. Incredible. Yeah. They they sold out. So I'm crazy. With you. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. They uh, they, anyways. The the point is like even that model, like like the restaurant industry, similar thing, right? A lot of people want to just say, I have a great idea. Let me go open a restaurant yep. and hope it makes money. A super competitive space. Yeah. Probably like the art world too. Yeah. Like you know, I and, own a restaurant as well. Oh. Yeah, Oh, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah right, right, right. Yeah. So like, they tested it and they just and they but then they took that risk. And you know what? Okay, now's the right time to do it. So the the, the theme of calculated risk is that to your point, a lot of people before they take a leap and do something, it's yep. just you know validate your idea and 100%. prove it out and make sure people want it. Or if it really, really makes you happy, just put that time in and, and like know you'll know I think when the time is right. You will, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And, and like, and it, it is tough to follow your gut sometimes when the world is saying you shouldn't be, or you, or you his, historically you shouldn't be following your gut in this mm -hmm. situation. But it it's important. And then, yeah. like the way you said earlier, really, you know that that old saying of like, you know, you'll never work a day in your life. It actually is true. Yeah, like it really, really, genuinely is. Like if you actually are doing something that you love, then you really don't, yeah. right? Like it, it, it's 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 awesome. So, but yes, but you yeah. have to. It, it takes all that foundational. You gotta know how that cake is made. <laughs> you gotta know how that cake is That's made. That's a good one, George. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I really enjoy <laughs> Such that. Such a bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that for now. The, uh, but on that point too. So like trusting your gut and knowing when to go with it. You obviously had to trust your gut when you took that leap. Was there ever a time where you doubted yourself, or did you always believe you were I gonna? Love, like, I love asking this question. Yeah. Um, Oh, for sure. All, all you the clearly, time. Sorry, and the reason I ask because you seem to have like, like, and obviously now, like you're, you know, you're, you have a, uh, your reputation kind of precedes you, and like obviously you're, like you know, you're, you're a big artist, but like, did you always believe you're gonna no, get I mean, here? And, no, and sorry, I, and sorry you, before you answer that too, when I told people you were coming in to do a mural first, everyone's like, how'd you get them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, are like, yeah, yeah. like yo, I've seen, so like, I've seen like the hearts, like, the hearts in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he's coming to do another. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, how'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know, man. I got Dude, we're gonna honestly, we get if we our fame grows, it's because of the hearts, not because of us. Man, it's like, oh my god, guys are too funny. Love this. Okay, sorry, I interrupted the question. No, 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 no. I to answer your question, I I have them to this day, right? Doubts and things all the time. Every time I do something new, every time I do something different, I, I have those type of doubts. And I I think it's obviously human nature, but I I mentioned it early on about being creative and, and being, you. I'm serving myself up to be judged, 
right? And I had to learn very early on, especially when I made the transition to Yorkdale, which was I put up a painting on a wall. Let's let's just say 10 people come in. Nine can look at me and go, that's the most incredible painting I've ever seen. The 10th comes in is like, that is disgusting. You suck. You're a loser. And this happens, right, in the world. Like, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're historically, your work. Yeah. Historically, right? We got a couple one-star reviews somehow on our podcast. I don't know what? who they came. Yeah, we have a couple. We'll find these people just don't like us. Wow. No, but it ha- it's crazy, right? And when you're consistently doing something like this, that you're putting yourself out in the world, you're being, you're, like, why does this guy keep doing hearts? Or like, I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, this sucks. Like, that's not good. That's, it's like, you question yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the, the even worse than people doing it, you, me personally, will look at something and be like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Some of my, and there's sometimes paintings where I, I don't like the painting and I'll just, I just worked on it for two weeks and I'll just white it out. I'll just wash it out. I'm like, I don't like the way this came out. So I consistently deal with those doubts. And in with different business transactions like that I've done over time, whether it's investments, whether it's um, investing in myself, which is obviously what I do most of, mm-hmm. but also starting new projects, different things. It's like I continuously second guess. I continuously have to analyze where my strengths are. And that, that goes down to, we just mentioned a restaurant, opening up a restaurant with friends. That goes down to opening up a new pop-up, opening up new things. Sometimes they don't work. Mm-hmm. Like we have to we we all we see the the positives and everything like that, but mm-hmm. let's please make it known that I, not everything's a success. Yeah, right. There's definitely there's been times where we've lost large. Let's just talk about finances. Large sums of money mm-hmm. trying out a new product, trying out a new thing, mm-hmm. trying out or making sculptures that cost me so much. I'm actually losing money when I sell them, or making certain things where like I just wanted to get into into the world so badly that I'm I'm losing money doing this. But it's I believe in it. And then it doesn't work out. And that, that happens. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that will continu- continuously happen for the rest of our lives. And I think that's just part of human nature. Yeah. And if we were perfect, then it wouldn't make any sense. For sure. Right. I think that's what makes it fun. And it, it makes us continue to, to evolve and, and develop and, and all that fun stuff. I think it's also important to like, the, to be able to, I mean, you gotta obviously have confidence in what you do in anything you do in life, but also yeah. having some doubts is good. It kind of, kind of keeps you humble and stuff like have that to. in yeah. general. Right. Because and like, it keeps you innovating. Yeah, exactly. Right? If, exactly. If it doesn't keep you like, if you think you're the best and always going to be killing it and keeping the same thing and the same thing, you're not like, dude, like, you gotta paint or like for you, like paint and create what makes you happy. Yeah. But also, at the end of the day, people are judging your work. So you're like, well, do people enjoy this as much as I do, right? Yep. So, the the there was a really I I like Conor McGregor. He's, yeah, he's, he's so a great guy sick. on and off the sport. And one thing he said after the 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 last MMA he lost, the last fight he lost, yeah, not because yeah. And they asked him what what happened. He goes, guys, I wasn't focused. I'm I'm worth I'm worth millions now. Hundreds I didn't of millions, I yeah. didn't. He goes, I'm worth hundreds of millions. I didn't focus. Yeah, and. He w- he said it at a scale and at a global level to say like, guys, I just lost focus. Yeah, this is what up. happens, right? This is what happens. You don't, you're not going to perform your best. And he was open enough to say that. That imagine everyone else at the at the smaller scale. It's like if you do become con- content, if you yeah. do become thing, or you're not constantly challenging yourself, that will happen. Yeah, yeah. You'll have your minor fail. You have a big <clears throat> scale fail. To us, it'll be a big scale fail. That will have a minor fail. Whatever it may be, you will. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all relative too, right? You have to put them in perspective because it could be small, could be big. Like, a, a oh, one, doesn't matter. Right? Something like for you might be like look like, like an up and coming artist, like an astronomical. Like, holy shit, how did he? You know, how did he overcome this? But yeah. they're all relative. You got to put even them in perspective. something so like I do a painting that I love. I've done in my galleries a painting that I love that sits there for six months or just never sells. I'm like, that was my favorite painting of this whole entire show. Yeah. How didn't anyone feel the same way? Then I'll do a painting which I'm like okay with. I still like, of course, I wouldn't put it up on the wall, but it sells right away. And I was like. 
how this doesn't make any sense right yeah. it's just about continuously yeah. putting that, things that's so work. interesting sorry Justin. it's yeah. so interesting about art too because like that's the thing is like if you you know if you're building a table like you this is table you're creating you build it your ikea whoever it is and you're like oh this is a good product i know it's good it like it's reliable people will use it they buy it art is so they're by the most subjective thing ever it's like most, the most so like you, again like you're like I mean, oh, a, painting, I paint all a white painting with a red dot sells for hundreds of millions well, of dollars look at look at something like splash. jackson pollock works. yes it's like he it's, he literally threw paint on a canvas or and like, some of them Basquiat, are worth he's one of my favorite millions. artists but like he was high on heroin drawing scribbles or yeah. with us yeah. <laughs> I was you, like, you know what I mean? You got to think about like the context of what like a lot of these things are, and it's, it's just so subjective. And it's such yeah. a weird industry. It's a very, very weird industry. Is that like, yeah? Is that so for you? Do you have you kind of gotten like how does that? I, I guess the weird question. Like, how does that feel? Is it like as an artist? Is it like you're just like I, you, you're at terms with it, like it's cool. I'm gonna paint stuff. Somebody might hate it. Somebody might like it. Someone might love it. Like, yeah. Or is it still a weird thing to see like no, how much somebody loves something and someone hates something else? And it's very weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. Like I and I, you'll, I think if I tried, I early in my career, I would try to understand it. But if I tried to understand it, I would just go crazy. Yeah, it just sure. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think there's a fine line in any creative space, doing something you love, like the art you love, and doing the paintings you love and the sculptures you love. But then also trying to please what people want. Well, you need like, to sell. That's what I mean. Like even with this podcast, there's times, and again, we don't do this. Prof well, we technically do this professionally, but we don't, we're not, this isn't our oh, full time. We are, we, we are professionals now. So we, we struggle sometimes because like, okay, we want to have our friends on sometimes because those are the ones that we enjoy the most. Yeah, you just need the best combo. You yeah. know, and yeah. it's they're the most free flowing, fun conversations. But then at the same time, we also need to do ones where we have, you know, bigger guests because we need to, we want draw. people to download it. We want people to listen. Well, it is also sick to yeah. talk to these yeah, big guests. It is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. But again, we've had times where some of our favorite episodes were with people we didn't know. Some of our favorite episodes are with some of our best friends. There's yeah. that fine line. And we always try to say each week we want to do a buddy. And each week we want to do, so like we have two episodes a week. One's more of a friend and one's more of a, you know, like an inspirational That's famous it. person or someone, someone like yourself, like a yeah. celebrity, whatever. Yeah. So it, it's that fine line of pleasing both sides. Yeah. Because if we just interviewing people we don't know all the time. Yeah, it's amazing. We get to sit down with some of the coolest people in the in. The Toronto world. for sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's like, I didn't enjoy that as much as I would have enjoyed sitting down with one of my best friends. Yep. Like some of our favorite episodes have been again some of our cool friends. I've said again like six times. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's I, that I fine think line. I, I definitely deal with that all the time. Um, I luckily for me early in my career, I liked doing the pop culture, the Marylands, the Allies, the Jordans, and historically those sell well because mm -hmm. you know if someone can get they already like Jordan. If someone can get a Jordan that's done in my style, that is just, it's a win-win mm -hmm. for a consumer. Um, what ends up happening is that, so what happened to me was, and why I've transitioned to doing 95% of all my canvases and artwork now, just have the hearts, is I learned, so there's a big art show every year in Miami called Art Basel. Yeah. Um, so I've been going for the last three years. I've had solo shows there for the last three years. Just casually dropped that again. Eh? And, uh, I didn't need to ask about that. That's so sick. Well, no, yeah. I, one of my questions was going to be like, what's the, your favorite place you've traveled? Like yeah. Miami, obviously. Yeah. But Vegas. Yeah. The, best, the best. The best. Like, no, sorry. Continue on this though. Yeah. So, so what ended up happening is um, the last two years before this year, um, the last two years, I did all my artwork that had the celebrities, that had the 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 Marylands, the, the, the this and that. And although people come, buy, look, enjoy, there was never a distinguishing, like, I know that's a Ricciardi work. Um, I know that's my work, or someone, like an outside person, because mm -hmm. the style in which I do it. 
But at the end of the day, a lot of people use the Marylands and the Alleys and the Jordans. So I go into this this thing is like I want to please the world, and also you got to try to make some sales and so mm-hmm. so well, forth. Especially when you got a mortgage and you just got the most expensive day of your life. Yeah, the wedding. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you you got to do things that you know attract the things. But then at the end of the day, like how am I actually building this? So this year I transitioned to all the artwork that I showed was was my heart based stuff, and I I noticed the change right away where people were coming up like, oh, that's a Richardi. Like Anthony did that piece. And I was like. That is cool because I'm proving mm-hmm. that if you do something consistently at scale that's unique, globally it can become recognized. And mm-hmm. although the heart, the, a lot of people do hearts, let's right, but again, creating it in, in a certain style yeah. is what gets recognized. And so that's that's how I've had to deal with it. Is just over time, like you know, you're, you're you're balancing on that fine line of making everyone happy, but also I'm thinking long term here. If I want to build a brand that lasts, it's not going to be on the back of yeah. Yeah. The other thing too is also with anything in life is like I always find it interesting when um you know, I love like, this wall, guys. I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. To, no, I was gonna say that the big thing too is if you know, I mean, naturally, if you want to be successful in anything you do, you have to have your own style. Like yep. you can't be like with this podcast. I mean, if I said you know we did this, we say oh, I want to be like Joe Rogan. There's only one Joe Rogan. There's yep. only one Jack, uh, J- whatever the Jackson Paul. There's only one Anthony yep. Charlie. Like you cannot. You can do them again. To, like you have to hit that like that thing where you have pieces, I guess, that will make you money, so generate revenue and that people like associate with, and it's easy. You don't have to be a you know you don't have to like just be crazy about art. You know this is cool. I like it. I'll buy it. Yep. Um. But yeah, to build a lasting brand and something that you're gonna leave yeah. your mark, you gotta. And people think, right? ask me all the time. Actually, it was funny. I had a conversation with my dad just recently, and he's like, "You think you're gonna keep? Because I I just did a bunch of stuff with hearts. Like I just made rugs and pillows and all these different wow. like home goods home good collection that I'm doing with the heart concept I'm making tables and all this stuff wow. and I'm like he's like you're doing a lot with hearts eh like it's true <laughs> yeah obviously and he's like do you think you're gonna keep doing this and I, I I think back to artists in history and like I will I think I'll continue to evolve like if two years ago I wasn't doing this didn't mm-hmm. look like this this heart just recently came like this specific one and the dripping I, heart the dripping yeah. one and I think that it, it'll continue to evolve over time. And I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. But if you, like you said, if you create that brand, that foundation mm-hmm. that allows you to expand and, and play off and create characters after and sculptures with it, it's, it's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I was going to jump a little bit back. We were talking about some of those hard times and you know, where you, you weren't quite sure who's been the biggest supporter of your life when you're having those down days. Like is it, you see your kid and your, your, your son and this is why I do it. Is it your wife? Is it, do you have a, a close buddy of yours? Yep. Is it your parents? Who, who's your number one supporter when you're having those like, F me days? Yeah, 100% my wife, 100% Cass. Um, she's, uh, again, she's amazing. And I, so my, my son's one, right? So he's been, the last year has been astronomically different than every other year in my life, of course. Um, and he, he's been the biggest blessing and he's such a good boy. But, and you, you have, I have a new found thing to do. Like it's a new, new inspiration, something Mm -hmm. that I couldn't have ever driven. But, but that, although it's, you know, everything I think of, it adds a secondary stress where it's like, okay, things are, I'll just say the mic, things are great now, but can I put him, I just talking out loud. Can I put him in the best private school when he's 13? Can I do, you know, I talked about going to Puerto Rico with my friends and and making Mm -hmm. him train. Could I afford that? I think of like all these different things come up now. It's like you're you have someone else that's that you're caring for, like yeah. someone else you're providing for. So that's been a, a big thing. But but 100% my wife, like 100% cast. Like I, I I mean I I talk to my dad every single day, and he's a huge. We bounce ideas off, so he's a he's definitely a huge inspiration to me. But 
but Cass is where at the end of the day, I'm going to go into absolute detail of like, how can we get through this? How can mm-hmm. we do this? I'm dealing with this. I'm not dealing with this. I'm doing this, 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 that. And we figure it out. So, um, yeah, she's definitely been the, Very cool. the main thing. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask one on that same vein of this stuff. Like who's your biggest inspiration? Yeah. Uh, if, I guess from an artist perspective, yeah. like someone that you look up to. Or um, my uncle Fab was, my uncle Fab unfortunately passed away when I was in university, but he was an artist and he was an artist and a, and a poet and an author. Oh. And he was, a. um, but you, I, I say this transparently, like he historically through art, like he had a job and everything. Art didn't do great. Right. Like that's, that was my force. Like he loved art and he was, he was an incredible, incredible artist, but looking at it as a kid or, you know, outside people would be like, Art wasn't how he made his money. Art wasn't like what generated, paid the mortgage, let's say. So, you know, it, it was tough, but he, it was an astronomical inspiration to me. And it always will be um, because he had that. And I was very, very close with him as my dad's brother. And so he, he's huge inspiration. And then the second, the second that I like in the real world inspiration, today's inspiration, um, there's a, there's a ton of artists doing incredible things. Like everyone from the cause of the world to Jeff Koons, to Damien Hirst, to Murakami. There's a bunch of, I look to a lot of artists. Okay. Um, I really, like, I really, it sounds silly. Like I really love art. You appreciate all I really forms. appreciate <laughs> art. Like we're, um, my wife and I are like our, are very big collectors in art. Like I buy a lot of art. I, I go to the art shows, not for me, like to see art. Like I really genuinely and that's because my my dad and uncle took me to the museums and galleries when Mm -hmm. i was when i was a little boy right so um i really really like art so i i I take a lot of art history and everything about it is is definite inspiration okay and i'm I'm continuously there's people in the world like uh like a virgil abloa who's now the creative director of louis vuitton who started off white and all these different brands there's there's guys like him and pharrell and all these different innovators of time who cross over so many genres mm-hmm. and they they do music they do art they post do malone sculpture. And the Crocs? post yeah you like, see of course so yeah have you guys seen them yeah they're he yeah. sells them out instantly yeah they're amazing cross crocs crocs, crocs. post yeah. malone crocs sell out within minutes yeah he's fantastic it's like the hottest croc out there 100 fantastic i have a theory anything that's not cool when we're kids go buy it like buy it because that becomes cool well later. the nike 100%. air max uh, people want to collect the, anything um, that's actually like, kind of not this jump too much no. i don't think it's interesting i think that actually i don't want to jump yet i'm gonna ask a question after no but to go into that point have you seen what sports cards and pokemon have done in the last crazy. Like, six months crazy. yeah it's absolute sanity and i think back to like my dad's a huge sports car collector i've become a big sports car collector but it actually all makes sense because like, growing up every single saturday and sunday we'd go to the sports card show and obviously oh, wow. as growing up i didn't have being a baseball finances. player too i baseball yeah, cards of course, yeah right? yeah and, but but then you grow up and then you go through the the cycle works that now I'm old enough to afford my own cards. Yeah. So now I can go buy and I can join the hobby, right? And, and the, that's how the cycle goes. And I, I know down, when yeah. AJ is 28, he'll be able to, you know, hopefully afford Sick his own cards. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> AJ Fab. So Fab is my Uncle Fab. So oh, I was born cool. on, my Uncle Fab was the artist. I was born on the same day as him, uh, August wow. 29. And so I'm Antonio Fabrizio and AJ is Antonio Fabrizio Jr. Wow. Yeah, so Very it's... Cool. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, I was going to ask too, so um, do you think that because of how just everything, like whether it's a, a brand like Supreme or Nikes, Yeezys, whatever, uh, Crocs, now cards, do you think that as a result too, is the art world growing as well because people just naturally now want to collect everything, like watches, everything, like yep. everything is now becoming, like people see the value in like, I guess, um, in limited supply limited goods, supply. if that's a way to put it. So, so is as art seen that as well? 
like the art world in general is it oh, always sure. been like this or is it growing faster no it's 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 growing differently okay i think it's growing faster and differently because now if you rewind 20 years ago 15 years ago no artists were collaborating with supreme or nike or mm -hmm. and like any of these brands the mm -hmm. artists weren't doing it there was maybe one or two in history like you got andy warhol you got maybe someone else who did collaborations with brands but that's in that's in history, weren't you? Now and these are like can, the guys who were at the pinnacle the, at the that time, the absolute pinnacle, yeah, museum yeah. grade artists. Yes. Now I have 10, 15 art friends around the world that are doing major collaborations with major brands consistently. Wow. And I feel like it's expanded too. Before it was only athletes that did any kind of collabs with these yep. big brands. You're right. <clears throat> now you have musicians like Pharrell. Pharrell's yep. been huge in that i feel like yep. he's done collabs with so many different shoes, brands. so many do you think condos, about kanye's yeezys it's one of the biggest shoes out there yeah and he's a i know musician, a ton right? of artists that have their own shoe lines now i know a ton wow. of people like i mean just i think rihanna did everything. something with puma maybe mm -hmm. yep. yeah. kevin hart has his own line of clothing with with nike, uh, yeah. nike. yeah and what? the rock has big, under big, he's a big yeah. runner big runner yeah, but yeah. See, the rock makes sense because <laughs> like, you could say yeah we're gonna get into the running after but the rock makes sense because it's he's an athlete or I mean, yeah, yeah, they know he's, yeah, he's an entertainer. He's an actor. Right? He's an actor, right? But yeah, I, but I, but it's I guess cool how all actually, those different. So let me ask you: Is a wrestler an actor or an athlete? A wrestler? I think like both. WWE. Probably both. You can be two I, things. I, you, I think you have to because you have to be pretty athletic to do what they do. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd consider them an, an act, an athlete more than an actor, but they're definitely both. They definitely have to have acting yeah. skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's yeah, it's say, interesting. Let's well, see. I just I think that was interesting. That's one thing I wanted. To, I was curious about. Actually, you know what? Let's. I guess we'll, before we segue to the run, I guess yeah. I'm, I, this is so fascinating. I like art. We're, I've actually gonna, started. We to have get, to do a second. We're gonna end up doing a second episode for sure in his studio. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, think, we'll just, like, it's, I yeah. think that this is really cool because I, as somebody. Um, I never considered myself creative growing up. I always thought like I was the least creative in my family until I, um, when I traveled, I picked up like this camera that we shoot with and I started just take, doing like vlogs and videos and editing and taking photos. Um, and I just- You taught all yourself? Yeah, Amazing. learned through YouTube. Every, almost everything I taught. But see, I your just, videos I didn't, were I, sick. Too, yeah, I didn't yeah. know what being so a creative cool. really meant. Like I grew up playing instruments, then I DJed, then I produced a bit of music. So I, I naturally was, I just didn't yeah, think I, I just very never thought I was. Yeah, yeah, you just didn't think it, yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, and I think now I, I actually just try to like, I love anything creative related. like I. I really like um where was I going at this point? Um oh no fuck I forget where I was going with this now. Well anyway, uh, we we can remember, don't worry. We'll, oh okay, no, I was gonna say this is bad why it's lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, I didn't talk about something I actually lost the point. Uh, anyways, anyway, well, I think the last one I kinda wanted to ask on this vein. Actually, sorry, I guess that's what I was going. I kind find I find art very fascinating. Now yes. I actually you got like my first kind of kind of piece recently, but um Oh cool. Yeah, I just I find it so cool, and I honestly I respect artists to be able to put yourself out and be critiqued like that, and all all this stuff. And uh, I really forget the point that's going on. You know, what? I mean, so you have a newfound uh, yeah. new appreciation, appreciation for art. You know what? I do have two questions. I'll just throw them in rapid fire. Do you have one piece of art that you have that's your favorite? Um, what's the second before you forget it? The second one was gonna be that at <laughs> the Art Basel one. What didn't a banana sell for like yeah, a million dollars? No, one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, it's, just it's a, a banana a with guy, duct tape on a wall. An artist went to the market, uh, picked up a banana. Duct taped it to a wall and sold it for one hundred fifty thousand, yeah. just to prove what contemporary art is. Which and, is insane because that thing's gonna expire. It's probably just a. It always did. Done. Somebody ate it's it gone. actually. Then that week, Come yeah, it became on. a safety hazard. But the whole imagine, concept imagine was you got that much money, <laughs> you <laughs> paid one hundred fifty k for a, a banana, banana with duct tape, and then you're probably at like eleven at six a.m. and just like f it, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> That's so fucked. <laughs> it's yeah, probably it's, exactly what happened. It was some like it's Saudi prince or something. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, crazy. So, and then the first question favorite. was favorite. Piece. I have know. One that you just like love. Um, 
I have a yeah, I sort of have a this favorite one. piece. This is definitely <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> now up there. This Good is definitely answer. my favorite installation. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, so no, my favorite piece. I, there's a piece that I did really, really early in my career. It was a painting, like a hand painting of an astronaut. And the whole concept was that when we were kids, we used to think larger than life. We used to say like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be something like. I want to be an athlete. I want to be something like larger in the world. But then as you grow older, you're put into this box of like, okay, do something realistic and still keep thinking that way. But you can't actually be an astronaut. The truth is, you actually could be an astronaut. You actually could do all those things that you wanted to do. So that was one of my most favorite pieces because that was the first painting I ever did when I was, this is like a seven-year-old piece um, wow. that I uh, really remember. And then meaning-wise, I have a couple pieces my parents have in the house, like my first first one or two paintings as like a, a real artist. Yeah. Um, so those mean, but, but otherwise, I'm not too emotionally attached to much of my art. Like I love it all. And I'm, I'm more emotionally attached to like the effect it has on people and knowing that when someone is like messages me two years later after they buy a painting, they're like, every single day I walk into my house and I see your painting and I absolutely love it. Thank you. That's awesome. Like that means way more to me than, yeah. than liking a painting. And, and on that, that's the best part about this. We're going to have so many people that come in and be like, wow, that wall? It looks so yeah. sick. And then think about it. I, I'm, every time someone does, I'm going to message you. I'm like, this person said Amazing. it. This person said it. Uh, I, I do want to be conscious of time here because I, I don't Wait, even know. Wait, the last one though. Is there one painting that you've bought and that's your favorite? Like a... Um, good question. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Um, we have a, a an Andy Warhol Sunday Be Morning. It's called. It's a when Andy War the year he passed away. They they used all of his silk screens and they did one more run of all of the silk screens that he just did. So we have one of those limited. They're like wow. super super cool and fun. It's Maryland diamond dusted. And then I have um, I have a piece a, a print that I bought. His name's Bisco Smith. Um, shout out to Bisco. He's he's a fantastic shout artist. Bisco. Initially based what out is of it, LA. Bisco? Bisco Smith. He, like he Disco did, with the B? Yep. Yep. And so the story with him is that I was sitting like this is early, this is my maybe my second year in finance. I had not even close to thought about quitting. And I was emailing artists around the world, like big, he's a major artist. I was emailing major artists. I'm an upcoming artist. I would love the chance to talk with you. Shoot or shoot. Remember yes, that, you everybody. You have shoot to. or shoot. Hundred, hundreds of emails. F yes. Love that. I'm actually gonna, to say this, I'm going to tell the story of how I got to university right after this, just because yeah, yeah. I think it's important for people to hear. For shoot a or shoot. But what happened was I emailed hundreds of artists. One guy responded. He was in LA. And he goes, oh, and I, I said in the email that I'm going to be in LA this weekend because I, I wanted to have a chance. I didn't think anyone was going to respond. Bisco's like, yeah, come by the studio, bro. I, it was like a Monday. I'm like, I'm like, Swoosh. all right, uh, Expedia. I'm going to LA on Friday night, and I literally flew to LA for three nights just to meet with him. Like, yeah, he doesn't even know that sick. story. It's a true, it's a true story. I've seen him a ton of times after that through different art shows and stuff. And wow, he was the first artist that brought me into his studio. I was like, this is what I do. This is how I do. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. This is real. Someone's living this. And that was still three years, two and a half years, three years before I quit. But it was like so this. cool to see that happen. The, the I just one, that I like that because it's also encompassed one thing I really, really believe that we do a lot is you got to fake it till you make it. And like, shoot, not fake shoot. it till you make it, but like in the sense that like you you took a chance. I it's said, like, you like you threw it up, I'm going to be in LA yeah. and like hoping someone responds and they do and you they go, do. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly, I've and done the thing that so is too, many times in life. Right? Yeah. You just like, and you just find a way, like I said, oh yeah, you're still, I can do this. Okay, good. You're gonna, you got a week to do it. Oh shit. Okay, I'll figure, figure it out how to do out. it. Or actually, yeah. when we had Ernesto on the podcast, he mentioned that a lot. He's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. okay, can we do this? Yeah, yeah, we can do it. Okay, guys, how are we going to do this? <laughs> yeah, but 100%. On that too, and I do think it's very important. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Remember yes. that. Anybody listening, 
just ask the question. Worst case scenario, you get a no. Every no is closer to your yes. Yeah. 100%. Remember that. Shoot or shoot. And shoot I think tied it on you so you know it's real. <laughs> I know. I just want to tell a really quick story yeah, about yeah. university. I mentioned it early that I went to school in, in Alabama. And I'm a an Italian shorter in baseball sense of thing, kid from Toronto that, you know, grew up playing baseball. It you know, my parents didn't play baseball. My dad came to to Canada when he was uh didn't even know what baseball was. Mm-hmm. And so for me to go play Division One NCAA was a little bit crazy. And I didn't have a lot of, because I, I wasn't the best. I didn't have a ton of, you know, offers and all this different stuff. So in my, in grade 12, I said, I'm not going to apply to anywhere in Canada. My only goal is Division One wow. in the U.S. So I, and because I wasn't, I was playing for a, like um, a, a team out of Hamilton, which was like the Canadian Junior Nationals. So we were a good team, but I was just a, I was an okay pitcher. I was a, I was a, I was a pitcher, and I didn't throw really hard. So what I said was, I'm gonna win with determination. Like I just told myself this and created this whole entire concept in my head. Was there's 306 universities, 306 Division One universities. If I email every single one of them, I send them videos, I send them a breakdown, and I explain why specifically I want to go to their school, I might have a chance. I email all 306, I get zero responses. Sorry, sorry. I mean, so wow. wait, wait, you emailed all 100, 306 with a different reason as to why you want to go to their school, or was it just like the a copy first, paste? So the first time, I emailed um, a, a pretty generic thing. Yeah. It did not work. I got maybe two or three people like, don't don't, don't bother us again. <laughs> that genuinely happened. Come on. I went down to 100. I said, okay, these are 100. I went to the states that I wanted to go to. I knew I wanted to be in a warm weather climate. I, I did Smart. all this different thing. And then with those hundred, I went into like very granular. And I said like, I want to go there because I want to study finance because finance school is great. I know the, the baseball team, you only have eight pitchers. Just all, I emailed coaches, I emailed admissions, I emailed a bunch of things. From there, I still got like only five or six responses and they were all like quick no's. Wow. Then I found, I knew like a super top division one, I just wasn't going give to give, be given playing opportunity and just an opportunity to get an actual scholarship. So I narrowed it down to 30 schools after that and really went intense, like in terms of the the emails and videos I was sending were, I know that Abernathy Hall, where the finances is close to the, the field, so I'll be able to study and I'll be able to train more and I'll be able to do this. And I, I, I went really in depth and started calling. Six schools respond with, or five schools, sorry, five schools this. respond, three in, L, three in the West Coast, so LA and Santa Barbara area, and then two in Georgia. And... What ends up happening is I go out to LA, we go pitch in front of these schools, and all of them are like, no, it's okay. Cool, fine. San Francisco State, a couple other ones. Then I go to Georgia, I'm pitching at this school called Valdosta State, and the coach, uh, another coach walks by, or I'm I'm sorry, I'm meeting at Valdosta State, I I wasn't even pitching. I'm meeting at Valdosta State, and the coach walks by and goes, I recognize you from somewhere. I already know you. His name's Coach Macon, and he was the coach of Alabama State. And he goes, oh, you're the guy who's been emailing me a bunch of times. And I'm like, yeah, of course. He's like, okay, let, let's chat. I and I come home. I tell my coach here. He's like, oh, I know that coach from like somewhere. He goes back and looks back at the catalog. I've sent him maybe 12 emails over the last six months of like why I want to go to Alabama State so badly. And he ends up calling me back and he's like, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a chance on you. Like we like we like this. Like we like the persistency, determination, perseverance. Fuck yes. That's it. And then they're like, yeah, let's go. And I. I swore. I didn't, I, we, they start school earlier down south. So we start the first classes are like, uh, August 12th in June where all of my friends and family, everyone had all their <laughs> universities picked out way earlier than that. I had nowhere to go in like mid June. So he goes, 
okay, send me your SAT scores. I didn't even write, I didn't even write my SAT. <laughs> like, I didn't even have my SATs done. Like, I didn't know. Like, I mean, I did know, but like, I was like, yeah. whatever. I get my SATs done. I get my things done. I said, I submit it all. And literally a month later, I, I'm in Alabama. It was, uh, that is it was good for yeah. you. Insane. Yeah, it was, um, good and, for you, and the crazy thing is that oh get, at Alabama state, I was given, they were in like this transitional time where at the time they weren't, you know, a top, 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 top school. What it allowed me to do was give me a chance to play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went, um, in baseball wise, like I went on, I was pitcher of the year that year for the school and the conference. I made all conference <laughs> and we did, we ended up doing really well. And then two years later, Jesus. A new coaching staff came in that transitioned the whole thing. We went from like in the ranked 200th out of 300 to like a top 20 team. And it was like a really cool Holy process shit. to to be a part of. And I learned a ton there, of Did course. Did you play in the college world? Was, we never called? made the World Series. The World Series? No. No. How no. many teams typically make it? 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you gotta uh, yeah, be yeah. like... But yeah, so like no, there's cool, like there's man. like 32 and then it goes down to 16. But uh, my the year that the... T- my graduation year, the year after, they had a chance to make it, and they lost like one run, last inning wow. to make it into it. But no, no team that I was on ever made it. That's that, such that a is great crazy, story. man. Yeah, like, like honestly, we we talk yeah. about perseverance on this podcast all the time, and it's so like that's a story that if you listen, to that, that's exactly what this is about. This yeah. like just life in general. Don't yeah. don't take no's. Keep going, keep grinding, stay on. That's the crazy court. that at that, that young age, like most people, like yeah. I mean, I would I don't think I would have ever done that in high school. Like I would have yeah. been like, no, nah, I wouldn't have. I mean, not, I love not baseball, to that but even, even if I was like, I don't think, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of time like, and well, work and energy. The, the first round you did, the and you got that's crazy. You only got, so one school. Gave no, I ended up, I ended up getting um a, a bunch of offers after. Okay. Like so, what ended up happening was. No, one top division one. Yeah, okay. I had a, a bunch of D2 offers. I had a I bunch of junior colleges, like community colleges, which were all great schools. But like I knew, I just I had this yeah. vision. Like I was like, I'm going to play D1. That's all I wanted Manifest. to do. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah and that's, that's, that's that I love it. that story. I was going to ask on that note, would you, if you could be famous for baseball or famous for art. So crazy. <laughs> uh I mean, baseball's insane. These guys are making twenty million a year. I think it's. Uh, I think baseball. Okay, well, imagine the money was equal. What right. if you could make twenty million a year painting? What would you rather do? Um, like, do you miss playing ball? It's. You know what? When I, I, I that's a great. We're question. gonna get him on sons of pitches. When I, uh, fucking light it our, up. Our men's when, league team. Oh, nice. We'll get you up there. Yeah, I'll come out for fun. Um, you know what? When I when I graduated school and I was still working in finance, I, I ran a pitching school because I noticed that there wasn't any pitching schools. Like you know, in hockey, there's goalie schools, Camps, yeah. but there was no such thing for pitching. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like I never had a pitching school when I was growing up, so I, I started that, and it made the transition out of baseball easier for me because I was still coaching it, and then I slowly transitioned to art, which was I just turned the switch off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't miss it that much, and now having a son, it's rejuvenated it all because I. Who knows if you like sports? Of course, right? You hope as a dad, right? You yeah, hope yeah. He likes it. But he already likes throwing the ball and playing and, and such. So now it's obviously re, like regenerating for myself. Again, yeah. But but I think that um, if I if I would would I prefer to make it in baseball or art? I think baseball. I think just being an athlete is just fun. Cool. That's it's just it, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's just really. It's like <clears throat> like it's such a. Because it's specific. It's like you train super hard. You 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 do you work on flexibility. You work on strength, and there's an outcome. Right, I I pitch. It's me versus you. There's like this whole, the generation of like the, the in the moment, like being on the mound when people are around and like that. You can't, all the lights you, on you and you everything. You can't yeah. replicate that. Yeah. Like no matter what, right? And I think that that is is so incredible. Yeah. And I think that's why I always did, even when I was too, 
you know, too young to do them. I, I did art shows and stuff because I wanted, not to be the center of attention, but I wanted that pressure. And that pressure came from the sports background. Yeah. So I think, I think so sports, I think sports. This That's crazy. I never know someone who went from like, like yeah, your story is crazy. Uh, like, very it. interesting, man. Yeah. Good for you for Thank like you. where you've gotten to and everything. Like, obviously, wish you like a lot more success yeah. and everything. But that Thank is you so much crazy. You just, I, I mean, naturally, man. not to like, I don't want to. I don't think I'm jinxing, but I feel like just naturally success will kind of follow you. I mean, it has, but it continues. You just oh, don't sit around and wait for it. I kind of go and get it, it man. Yeah. That's really cool. Honestly, that's really cool. Before we get on to the running, you, you know, know when you know you know AJ might listen to this now, but he doesn't one thing like my dad is cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But before we get into the running, I do want to bring up the new collab you have of Vitali. Yes, the new necklaces. Yeah, yeah. And so they, we, first off, they're dope. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you. So um, you know what? We're gonna grab a couple and do some contests with them. Sure, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, you know, when this episode launches, we're going to drop, we'll we'll grab a whole bunch online and we'll do some Pals podcast. Well, they'll be out already. They're going to be out already. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it. Oh, but we'll announce it. Yes, on this. Yeah, yeah, 100%. On this episode, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Sick. That's a great idea. That'll be awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. So what what happened was I, um, Shane Vitale, um, who started Vitale, uh, they're super, super successful jewelry brand. We've become friends over time. I think they're more than just a jewelry brand now. They're a full lifestyle brand. They are. They've transitioned back over the last year and a half into specific jewelry. They were doing everything. They had clothing, shoes, everything, and they want to refocus. And it's been, I mean, they are a lifestyle brand at the end of the day. They own a bunch of brands. They're super successful. And... They have we, clocks and colors or something? Yep, clocks and colors. They have, uh, or, or so. They have a couple yeah, different brands. Bunch, yeah. yeah. And what what happened was we, I used to own a clothing company called Dust of Gods and we did custom jackets. Um, it was super, super cool. We can go into that story. It's a crazy story as well. Jesus. Um, we sit here for like three hours. Our though. first five so lines, our first, like with the jacket line, what happened was just to tell you how I got into yeah, the, yeah. The, the Vitality side of things is... I started painting custom jackets with a partner of mine. He was a friend. He's an architect. And he started wearing them. We ended up getting to this, this store in LA that picked up our jackets. We made five. We didn't even really have a brand yet. And the first five jackets were two to Demi Lovato, one to Bieber, and then the Migos bought the other three. What and the fuck? It was so silly. It was insanity. I, that is no, it was it so is crazy. Well, we're going to save this jacket whole story Wait, I want to hear a bit of it hang on this it is crazy the second yeah. episode yeah we, it was, we it was insane this so what a, happened yeah. was because of this we were able to like collaborate with different brands and when Vitaly started Jean Jackets we became friends because we started to use some of their jackets as our bases we at the time we were we were called Dust of Gods we were dusting off old vintage jackets and recreating them to new works of art and and it, it, it attracted the celebrity clientele because we we're selling five thousand six thousand dollar piece uh, jackets oh shit so, so they're like was, it Are you was, still it, making them at all? No, I don't. I sold oh. the company uh, like just over a year ago. It, oh, wow. it went really well, and I just wanted to refocus on my canvases and all that fun stuff. Holy but it, shit, they're a super successful company. Migos bought well. the like, Migos the Battle craziness. Bieber. <laughs> no, like I mean, I have they. Not, oh, I just had to get curious. Have they? Have you ever seen them like wear it and post a picture? I have, of it? We have. We have all. Yeah, I'll just show you all the pictures. Like Come it's insane. On. Like to, on stage, like on tour, Shut on thing. Yeah, it's craziness. I'll show you after. Like it's what crazy. the hell? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for. It. We're gonna. Uh, yeah, this is this is. Gonna yeah, be we a got long so episode. lucky got, on that side of the world. Like everyone, all of a sudden, like we'd wake up. Oh. We check our phone. Yeah. Yeah. We oh, have okay. no. I didn't even think about that. We have. Sorry, oh. the internet guy is coming to fix our internet oh, yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. He was no. He was gonna show up. My phone's on mute, so I don't hear it. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. 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 So then that's what happened. We met Vitaly, and he, uh, we started became friends from there, and then we. When um, when COVID first happened, okay, we're good. And we and then all the these different 
we started looking at the world and there's so many social injustices going on, especially in the African-American community. And Shane and I came together and said, like, listen, we want to do something that's for a positive note here. And I think we can do something really positive for charity. I had made this heart necklace out of gold for myself just to have. Um, we saw it and I, I approached them with doing a line of them and they're like, we love it, but we're only going to do it if we can, we can donate 100% of every single dollar raised, like not proceeds, not, not profit, nothing like every single dollar raised. So the first release we did, we raised just over 20,000 for, um, a couple different charities in the space. And it went, we only, we made a thousand cause we didn't genuinely know how, how they were going to sell. We like, we didn't know. We were like, okay. Um, let's try if a couple and people they, buy them. Great. If not like, no, exactly. Hard that was exactly the concept. We were, we'll, we'll hold on to them for a future thing. We actually had them a little cheaper at the time and they sold out right away. We made a thousand. Oh, okay. okay now we got to rethink of this. That, that went really well. So now let's, let's transition uh, a couple months later. And so now, now we're in November and I, my school, Alabama state was a, it's an called an HBCU, which is a historically black college and university. It was founded by slaves. And wow. so, so 90% of the, the kids there are African-American and it's, it was for scholarships and, and we, we know what's going on in the world and all these injustices going on. And yep. it's, it's absolute, it's sad to see. And mm -hmm. I, like, I, I want to, you know, do whatever I can and play my part in any way, shape or form to either make people more aware of it and, you know, make sure that it's, it's a, a topic, but also raise real funds to help. Yeah. And if we can provide like 10 scholarships for a year, um, you know, to people that go to HBCUs, I think it'd be, it would be really that's cool. That's awesome. Man. So that's what we're doing with this next drop. Um, Artist, designer, philanthropist, philanthropist <laughs> dad, baseball player, jacket designer. Fucking crazy. Do you, do you sing or something? You have like, do you, like, yeah, I mean, wait, do you actually? Yeah, I do. Shut up. Yeah, I do. I'm done. It's so funny. Nah, this is, I'm like, <laughs> bro, so what funny. the oh, hell? Sorry, thing, marathon no. runner. Wait, the funniest thing is when I was on uh, Ernesto and Anthony's podcast, they made that joke. And I'm like, no, I used to rap university. Like I opened up for Two Chains and Yo Gotti and Lil Wayne and like all these. Are people. you joking? I swear to God, we have to end this right now. I this swear, is insane. It's so funny. I'm not saying this in like to be like I didn't anticipate this being a fun episode, but I thought this would be the craziest <laughs> thing about this episode. Dude, you. The what next the episode, episode not funny. talking about art. Next episode, yeah. I, I don't art. mention no, the, I don't mention the music much. I actually just if you on my Instagram, if you go back, my birthday was August 29. If you go back, I just released a song just for like total fun. I haven't rapped in five years or like what? I don't know whenever I graduated heck? I haven't rapped since university but I was in it I was in it, I was in Montgomery Alabama I love how I jokingly said do you sing <laughs> has like there's no way this guy yeah no like my friends like my best what friend down heck? south he was a producer I lived we're, we're a couple hours away from Atlanta Atlanta's like the hub of hip-hop and like all these different <laughs> stuff and I was like yeah of course I rap and I did, and we did. We did a bunch of big shows down Bro, there. I can just picture funny. him emailing what every like hell? nightclub in Toronto. It's like I know Two Chains is coming to your club. I'm this up and coming rapper. That is exactly this is why I need to I open up for Two Chains. That's exactly what I did. Man, it was literally that is. You are a shooter. You said you have. You are a shooter. You also believe in yourself. Shooter, a, a shoot. lot. Yeah, we. I just. I enjoy. I enjoy doing this stuff. Yeah. Right for me, it was like I always DDE, looked at all man. of this stuff. That like, who cares if they say no? Who cares? Yeah, it's all good. You're no better off than you. Were, yeah. Better or worse off than you. It's all good. Before. Like, okay, I, I'm not really a rapper. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm a rapper or not, it's 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 all good. So, and sometimes they work. 
and that's yeah. that's sort of how. So yeah, that's a funny thing. Crazy. I wasn't even gonna. That's hilarious. That. I honestly think like we this is, like I think we need to have another episode at some point. Maybe we time it with something you're doing, like you know, yeah. like the, in the new year with a because release of the show. Because we, like, we didn't get the running anything. We didn't like, start oh, that, running, and that's yeah. like there's a uh, lot. Yeah, of that. I mean, I want to talk. I think we should start watching all these like the songs and everything. Have a dude. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, but before we do wrap up, I want to do just quickly touch upon what you're doing in November. So yeah. We touch upon the necklace that's, that's releasing. Yes, yeah, so that's going to release yeah. in November. So what happened was, I'll, I'll say it very quickly for the running yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah we're do a thing. What happened was um, through COVID, I, I wanted to become, let's say healthy. I, so I, I'm like, I, we all get into this, this, this range that where we, you know, I'm, I'm eating out. I'm at York till every day. I'm not working out. I'm not doing anything. I didn't have inspiration to go to the gym. So I said, let me start running. So I end up, you know, I, I lost 30 pounds. It was great during the middle of COVID. That's awesome. Then I said, what can I do next? And I'm like, I wanted to start running. So I set this little challenge up for myself, which is for 50 days at 5 a.m. I was going to wake up and I was going to run five kilometers. And and my whole goal was that someone virtually would come run with me and I would would give them a free print. It didn't happen that way. So only five people over the whole entire 50 days. Well, if I knew I was going to get a free print, I would have been No, I know. Yeah. You kidding? Yes, that is what I thought too. But five a.m. running five kilometers for fifty days in a row is is. I a, love running. I, can, I try stretch. to get up at six and I can't even get up it's at six. It's a stretch, right? Yeah. It, it becomes difficult. But what happened? What I realized from this was the inspiration it gave people on other an- angles was I could never have imagined. Everywhere I went, it was family, friends. I was walking through York. people that know me, holy bro, you're on day thirty-two right now. How are you doing? You're on day twenty-one. You're almost done. You got. You're doing this. All, all these things. Everyone knew that I was doing it. And then wow. what I learned from that was that the consistency and the content and the dedication, all these different things that came into one, it was just me going for a simple five kilometer run. I don't run fast. I was just out there. I told people, you can walk. Some days I walked. Yeah. Right. It wasn't about the training or like I wasn't trying to do an Ironman. I was just trying to get out and do something positive every day. And that that became way bigger than I could have ever imagined in terms of uh, everyone taking note. What ended up happening was I said, how can I take this one step further? So people kept reaching out to me for prints, necklaces, clothing, <laughs> hoodies, pants, throw blankets. Also, that's sorry, stuff. not to cut you off. That shirt is sick. That's oh, what thank it, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Really this cool. Is, I released these when I did my last uh, gallery. Yeah. We got to um, come by his studio. That's, yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, yeah, you 100% <laughs> have to come by. Yeah, 100%. And uh, couches, all these different stuff. I'm designing homes, all this stuff. I'm like, how can I, how can I make this into a a release it's not never really been done before because i do so many different things as we're talking about so off the back of this 50 days i said at the end of the at the end of the 50 days i ran 50k the last year i ran a marathon this year i'm like okay let me let me do it it's a mini ultra i'm like okay fine I'll, I'll do that and what that inspired me to do was release all these things i've been putting on the back burner i be, i made pillows and all this different stuff i was like oh, i'll release them i'm like no now i'm gonna do a 30-day release which is going to start in November. So they'll all, it'll already be going um, when, when you guys oh, wow. hear this. And for 30 days in a row, I'm going to release a oh, 100% unique drop. So I'm going to have an original painting oh. one day. The next day, I'm going to release prints. The next day, I'm going to do hand handmade rugs. The next day, I'm going to do hats. The next day, I'm going to do sweaters. Every single day is going to be something different. Wow. And it was because of just going out to try some, just going out to run, that I thought of this whole entire concept. It had nothing to do with... I can think of better ways to sell something. This it had to do with if I do something consistently that I love, people may take note, and I and it also gives people a calendar where they're like, oh, I want one of Richardi's prints. His prints are 150 to 200 bucks. I can afford that. Let's just for argument's yeah, yeah. sake, they'd be like, oh, on the 19th of November they're dropping, or on the 7th because I'm gonna have a calendar. I said, I'll be like, people will be able to schedule and know yeah, the same yeah, way they were yeah. able to say like. Oh, you're on day 32 of your run. Like, how are you feeling? How many more days you got? You're running 50k on Monday. That's crazy. Blah blah blah. I'll, I'm gonna do that 
with original works. And it, it's wow. being, when we talked earlier on, is like, how do you keep evolving? How do you keep changing? This will allow me to test a bunch of things that I would have probably never dropped. Like I probably wouldn't have done a new clothing line, but now I'm doing a whole new clothing line because of this drop. I probably would not have done handmade rugs. I'm doing it because I got this drop and like all these different things that I can try now. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Say you're I, awesome. No, no, no. I said this to Rick the other day. You are cool. I was going to say that. I said it to Rick the other day because Rick did something crazy recently that we might be able to announce it yet. But I messaged him in capitals. I'm like, you, I was just like, I'm like, because you always see your buddies, you know, you're, this is sick, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I literally typed out in caps. I'm like, I like Rick, Bro, you are cool. cool. He thought it was sarcastic. I was like, I'm like, I'm not, you, there's no way you're like, being no, sarcastic. You're cool. <laughs> what I did Honestly, sick. man, you are cool. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> is. talking. I'm just like, this is like, this is crazy. This is actually insane. Funny. You are probably no, the most man. interesting person I've ever met in my no. entire life. <laughs> not, dude, we've had some interesting I'm, fucking yeah. people. Like, like very interesting people. We think everybody's interesting for some reason. Yeah, man. You literally touch upon every different aspect of our podcast. Literally. Our podcast talks career. I mean, I don't know if we talk about getting like Bieber and, and Migos to buy stuff. Well, like, no, like, to, like, yeah. We talk a lot of fashion. We talk music. So we talk art. We talk career. We talk travel. We, you literally touch upon every single part of our podcast. I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah, man, that's why. Let's, let's, let's start and to also, wrap this up before it gets a little too too long. That's actually one thing I want to say though, and I, that's really interesting because I used to I, I used to hate running. I started because I, I did the same thing. I wanted to train for a half marathon. Um, started with like five k, and I was like, thought I was gonna die. But the one thing I found that it did help. I'm a very hyperactive person, yep. and I found that it's one of the times where I can actually like be clear, focus, and actually my thoughts are like. I can just like, I'm running and I know that I have this time. So I'd really think about stuff and ideas just come to me yep. or I can hash things out that I couldn't think of before. And I find that it's like almost like therapy for me. hundred percent. And a lot of times so I'll even, I like having music for long distance, run, a music or a podcast or audiobook, But if it's between like 5k or something, it's late at night, I literally go no music. And just like the stuff that comes we, to you is we crazy. We spoke about this right before, right before we started. And I, I was saying that it, I don't, I didn't run all 50 days with no music specifically because I wanted to be in my thoughts. Yeah. I knew it was me 5am. It was going to be empty. The world's the world shut down at 5 a.m. If yeah. anyone goes out running at 5 a.m., you'll see. <laughs> Everyone asks me, are you worried? What are you worried about safety? I'm like, safety? There's no one out at 5 yeah. a.m. I'm running around. the safest around, time to run. I'm running around by myself. Yeah. Right. I just picture you like, tripping out talking quiet. to squirrels and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, like sleep deprived. You know how many skunks you, you me there are look. out there? There's a lot of skunks at 5 a.m. Yeah, I, yeah. I had to like dodge a yeah, couple, yeah. couple times. It was a little scary. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah. And it, like it is, it is meditative. It is, you know, it is, um, it's relaxing at yeah. a certain point. Right, because you just you get into a groove eventually. I knew it was gonna be finished in half an hour. I knew it was gonna end. Right, yeah. so you just you just enjoy it while you're doing it. Yeah, I agree with that. It's this very cool. has been a vibe. It's been fuck. It's crazy. And before before we go guys, too long, man, we're gonna really, schedule really, we'll schedule episode two. Maybe we'll even do it at your studio. I would love it. You come, you gotta that? come. Whatever. Yeah. I have a whole yeah. set. I got the setup too. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do it in your studio. We'll set yeah. something up and uh, maybe honestly, like even a month from now, because this like, I want to do this again ASAP. Yeah, this anytime you guys come a by. A lot anytime. of fun. So we want to thank you for one, this installation yeah. because it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous and <laughs> I, this people is, are gonna love it. Uh, my this mind episode is blown is right been now. I, I'll tell you right now, dude, that's crazy. I was so exhausted before this, not exhausted, like I was yeah, yeah. fired we, we, talk. Both, we had late nights. But oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had some drinks last night. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to run through a friggin' brick wall right <laughs> now. Nice. I'm gonna go for a run of this. I'm fired up. I wanna go paint. I don't want to do something. <laughs> We're going for burgers. Yeah, me and him. I guys, you know Suckers. what's crazy? This is this has been on so long, and I, I'm usually very strict about food. I had to pre-order for food at three, so I'm like, I don't even care. I'm gonna get it when I get there. <laughs> but like, I actually ordered uh, Lambo's uh, Deli. Oh, okay, it's cool. a new spot right at Trinity Bellwoods. Honestly, nice. shout out to them. Good no, sandwiches. No, we're doing burger drops. Yeah, me, yeah. Me, yeah. I gotta go try. Uh, Maddie, 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 Maddie. I had it. Too. It's good. Had it the other day. Shout out to my. This will be out by the time I get it. Shout out to my brother-in-law who gave me. Um, yeah, he he had it. He couldn't go, so he said, like, "You want to go get Maddie's burgers?" Oh, I pre he, it in? he pre ordered it from yeah. like 
10 days before because they sell wow. out so fast. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I'm so happy with it. Really, movie. really good. Amazing. Yeah, Burger Jobs is better, but Maddie's is really good. We, uh, yeah, really we're good. actually going to be featuring a magazine called Kind Magazine. It's the fastest growing digital and print magazine. We, we got a couple copies here we'll show you after. Nice, yeah. So Maddie Matheson's the front cover. Oh, nice. Our, uh, feature on it. So we're going to uh, we're gonna be in the same magazine. So hopefully we get him on this podcast one day because he'd, yeah, be, let's do it. he'd yeah. be jokes. But uh, again, Anth, like we said before, this has been an absolute pleasure having you on. We're going to schedule round two uh, in the near future for sure. Done. But we've got two questions we always ask every guest before we uh, before we finish up. Yeah. The first. I said, yep. The first. If there was a movie, actually, this is again a legit question for you. If there's a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Wow. Anyone, any generation, yeah, any era, anything. Alive. That's cool. <laughs> you're cool that's a really cool question who would i want to star i got who a good one like? in my head just from the vibes who I do think. i oh man i don't know this is too tough I forget his name. i'm not sure i it's too tough. Someone. Can I see The Rock? No, I'm joking. Hey, buddy. Uh, who, who vibes with you? Who, who do you like? It doesn't have to be someone. It doesn't, be it doesn't have looks, to look yeah, like you anything. at all. Oh, I, I, then 100% The Rock. I, yeah? I think, I think Dwayne Johnson is an absolute monster. Oh, and yeah. like I, like, and he does a lot. He does a lot. He too. does so much, and I think that like everything he does, like I mean, you're if you follow him and you know he's waking up at four a.m. to work out, and then he's filming a movie, then he's on set over here and he's doing this. Is like right, everything brand, I aspire everything. to be. Yeah. So hundred percent. Do you know who awesome. I think would be a good one for him? The guy from Transformers, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys it's don't a little look crazy like right now. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. just because. Did, did, did you see him do the Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah, yeah. He was smoking in the car. Yeah, I thought. I don't think he was. I thought he was. Like, because you got a clip on the internet. I thought he was like fucked up during it, but I think he was he just, just be acting. acting. Yeah. Because oh, he played a stoner. Yeah. yeah. I so thought he was like, you see the video, yeah, yeah, he looks like he's sweating. Yeah. It's like. No, but you, he plays so many different characters. He's crazy. In movies, he's awesome. He's I feel awesome. like, and you see his like interviews and clips. I'm like, this yeah. is, that guy's awesome. You're awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. that'd be. No, I think that. That's yeah, awesome. But The Rock is a good answer. Yeah. So, Georgie, hit him with our last one. Yeah, this is. I feel like you have a, a wealth of knowledge for this one. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, to keep going, to, to continue to eat, like we said early on, even when things don't seem like they're lining up or things don't seem to be working to can, if you believe in it and it truly makes you happy to continue to press forward with it. And, and it has to continue to make you happy. It's because monetary things, like I said, I left a finance career that was structurally well and financially well to do this. So it can't be monetary. It has to make you actually want to wake up in the morning, continue to do it. So it would definitely just be keep going, keep pressing. And, um, and that's it. Some great advice. This honestly, one of my favorite. This is crazy. Yeah. I am Thank so fired up right now. We, awesome. not, we try guys. not to say our favorite because we don't want other people to feel bad. Well, listen, I love every this, guest yeah, I have on. No, I think this, everyone I just, is a unique and incredible. This I've never is, met someone that's so yeah, much. Awesome. What the heck, man? And if people want to find so out thank more, you, thank you. Oh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, thank honestly, you. thank you. If people want to find out more about you, your art, everything you're doing, where can they yeah. go? Uh, Instagram's mainly where I live. Uh, Instagram and my website, just Richardi Paints. My Spell last name. R i c c i a r d i Paints. P a i n t s. Um, and Instagram on my website. Dot com, whatever it is. Perfect. Yeah, we're gonna and share yeah. everything. He's got a lot of exciting stuff coming out in, uh, yeah. in November. So make sure yeah. to stay tuned. Follow him on all socials. And other than that. This has been a vibe. Thank the, you the, so thank much, Jason. From the bottom of our you hearts. You know what? I'm honored to say that first one to sign the wall. That's yeah. it. I love that it. That is a big. Love that's, it. Yeah. Man, this and is honestly sick. from the bottom of our hearts. Thank yeah, you yeah, very yeah. much. You, guys. you are, from, are phenomenal. Hey, the, we're, the, bo we're the, the bottom, bottom of the heart, of the heart too. Yeah, wow. I love it. <laughs>
That's it. That's that's sign off. off. Signing <laughs> off, pals. That's it. Peace. Love it, guys. That thank you. Thank crazy. you. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.